A long plane ride helped us out. I'll just say that. A long plane ride helped us out. Uh, you know, we needed it. It was just, we were going to get to a point where we were just going to get tired of, you know, fighting each other, fighting, you know, the outside world. It doesn't really matter. Um, so we just want to come out here and just play basketball. This is our sanctuary, and we have to do everything to protect it. We can't let anybody infiltrate this. Sports Pen on ESPN-UP, online with our app, Tanner Hoops with you. Thanks for hanging out with us on your Wednesday afternoon, halfway through the week. And Rachel Zerby from ABC10 is here. How are you today? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm wonderful <laughs> as well. You've been busy lately, yes. especially this time of yes. the year. A couple of games last night to cover, both of them pretty good ones. Yeah, the Iron Mountain Nagani, I mean, I was only there for the first half, but I mean, it seemed like it was, talk about a back and forth battle. Mm-hmm. I mean, Nagani really gave it to them, but mm-hmm. I mean, Iron Mountain is just Iron they're, Mountain. They're that good. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, it looked like they slowed down the top dogs, mm-hmm. Wonders and Johnson, and I think Vicenzi was their top scorer yeah. last night, so they did what they needed to defensively. Which is good for Iron Mountain to see because I. My what I worry about them is when they go down below the bridge, they're mm-hmm. gonna face teams where they can take both those guys out of the game. So it's gonna be like next man up. Who is it? Mm-hmm. Who's Obviously, that next Obviously, Jaden can prove himself. So. I, I've been impressed with him on the defensive end, but turns out he can score it. Yeah. Too. <laughs> I tell you what, Northern basketball teams were in action last night. They both played Ferris. They both won in the quarterfinals of the GLIAC tournament. We're going to get to that later on in the show. Celtics with a big win last night. I feel so much better. I'm in a much better mood. Is LeBron still the best player in the NBA? Because I'm not fully convinced. And the Antonio Brown trade is expected to happen by Friday as teams start to make their offers a little bit more enticing. But first, we got to update you on the greatest movie of all time, Brackets, because we had so much yesterday. We went over time. We went about 80 minutes yesterday, and we were so packed we didn't go into the Brackets yesterday. So let's do that now. Here are the results from the final uh, matchups from the play-in round on the baseball side. Benchwarmers beat Trouble with the Curve 75% to 25%. Major League, 89 to 11% over the rookie. 42, 62% to 38 over a league of their own. And nobody voted for Little Big League. Sandlot got 100% of the vote, so they're moving. It's hard to argue with that one, even though it's a Twins movie, Little Big League. But, I mean, how do you vote against Sandlot? Exactly. Did you see they're making Sandlot into like a TV series? Yes. I wonder if that's going to be good. I don't know. I I don't trust it. I'll probably watch it because it's Sandlot, but usually when they try to do this, it ends up Yeah, poorly. it's like one of those, like, what, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Right. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. why are you touching it? I know. I, I just don't see <laughs> yeah. this. I don't know if there's been one of those that's been successful. Was Friday Night Lights, the TV series? Oh, good? I love okay, Friday Night Lights. That's the yes. most, oh, I've my never gosh. watched it. Coach you Taylor. Woo! Yes, oh, highly recommend. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to our first four matchups in the miscellaneous movie bracket. Uh, this one encompasses everything that's not football, basketball, baseball, or hockey. Whatever doesn't have its own bracket. So we have golf, volleyball, soccer, horse racing, all that in this bracket. Here are the four that you're voting on today. And again, the poll's just open. You can vote now until midnight on Twitter at ESPNUP. Rocky or Warrior? Seabiscuit against Cinderella Man? Creed? Or Happy Gilmore. That's a good one. That is a good one. And The Wrestler against Dodgeball. Oh. <laughs> pretty good one. I mean, Dodgeball. Dodgeball is yeah. pretty good. Wrestler's a good movie, but I'm not going to tell I've the audience how to vote. heard of that. Never seen The Wrestler? No. I've seen it once, and it was a long time ago. It's a pretty good one, but 
Man, I love Dodgeball. Arguably it's my favorite movie ever. Yeah. <laughs> it's up there with Semi Pro for my favorite movie ever. Okay. And Rudy okay. and Miracle. Actually, okay. I don't know what my favorite movie is. I wouldn't be. I'm super, yeah, I mean, obviously it makes sense for Rudy to be up there for you. Rudy's the only movie that makes me cry. I get emotional <laughs> for Rudy. I do cry when I watch oh, gosh. movies. Yeah, it's inspirational. He accomplishes his dream. Yeah. He's playing Notre Dame. No, so, uh, so that's... That's that. Uh, <laughs> let's move on to something else that made me cry. The Celtics dominate Golden State last night. That's exactly the kind of game Boston needed. They'd been 1-5 since the All-Star break coming in last night. The locker room was toxic and shambles. Team wasn't living up to expectations, and then they thumped the Warriors last night. Maybe not as fun for you as a Philly fan as it was for me to see, but... Celtics are finally starting to show that they've got one of the most talented rosters in the NBA. You look uncomfortable. I mean, yeah, okay, they beat the Golden State Warriors, but the Warriors don't care about the regular season anymore. They're not giving What if the Celtics don't care about the regular season? I mean, well, they should. But why not if the Warriors aren't going to? Because the the, the Warriors have the one seed locked up. They're coming out of the West. Yeah, but Boston would have Philly in the first round right now. So you would think... um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, the boss, the Celtics needed that win. But. They did. They needed it big time. Here's maybe my hot take of the day. Is Gordon Hayward the real MVP for the Celtics? Because when he's good and he's the Hayward of old, he comes up big like last night. Because you know what you're going to get out of Kyrie. You know what you're going to get out of Tatum. And, I mean, don't count out those guys. But when Hayward is clicking, they're a whole different team. I mean, I wouldn't really call him the MVP. He may not be the, the most team, valuable I, on that team, but he's pretty darn valuable. I mean, obviously, they're going to need him to step up more if they want to win. Kyrie and Jason Tatum can't do it themselves. Right. But I loved what they got out of uh, Gordon Hayward last night. He looked like his old self. 30 points, 7 rebounds, 4 assists, 28 minutes off the bench as the team won 128-95. to So that was fun for me to be able to see. For whatever reason, Boston has Golden State's number at Oracle, Boston's the only team in the NBA with a winning record since 2014. They're three and two at Oracle. The rest of the NBA is 27 and 164. Wow! So for whatever reason, Boston likes going out and playing at Oracle, which I'm happy to see because maybe that'll match up in the finals. I still won't beat them. <laughs> Sorry. It's still got a long way to go until we can talk about Boston really being a yeah. finals team, but. Fun to see last night as they get back on the right track. They get the Kings denied, and they should win Saturday because they've got the Lakers. <laughs> I'm so sick of hearing about the Lakers. I, I don't know. even care. They're so irrelevant. They're only relevant because of LeBron James, and he's starting to become irrelevant to me. Their power index, uh, playoff percentage, probability, whatever you want to call it, is down to 0.1% with LeBron James. I mean, like, it's not surprising. It, not that they're not going to make it at all, though? I mean, that's no. surprising to me. You don't think you're not surprised? I mean, in a way, but, like, I could have, I saw this coming. Did you? Yeah. Like, I, I don't know how to say it. Like, obviously, I'm not, like, shocked they didn't make it. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, okay, it makes sense as to why they're not going to make the playoffs. Well, I mean, they're. They've been poorly constructed. They're a bad team around LeBron, and LeBron's not playing like we know he can. I don't know if he's still suffering from his groin injury or if he just doesn't care now that he knows he's on a sinking ship. But I'm not convinced that he's still the greatest player in the world, are you? Oh, I mean, like, not right now, though. No? 
I don't, I just see this as the end of LeBron's reign. Like he's passing the crown on. If LeBron's not the greatest player right now, who is? Giannis. Think so? Yeah. It's hard to argue. I feel like Giannis, if there's going to be somebody who can take the league by storm like LeBron has, like MJ did back in the day, Giannis would be the next guy to do it. That we could be talking about Giannis mm-hmm. maybe in the greatest of all time conversation how many years from now? I mean, what more does he have to do? I wonder, well, what does he have to do before Father Time becomes a factor? I don't know when we're going to start having these conversations, but I'm thinking it's going to be sooner than people think. Yeah, well, I mean, Giannis got to win some championships. Yeah, that'll be the big thing if he can start bringing some, especially to Milwaukee, yeah. which the NBA would hate. Do you think the NBA will put the finals on NBA TV? If Milwaukee makes it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. I don't know. It's literally probably what's going to yeah, happen. Yeah, really. So I don't know if LeBron's still the greatest player in the world. To be honest with you, right now, I might say it's Kevin Durant. Am I crazy for thinking that? No, absolutely yeah. not. I think that he really could be right now. Because if you were to try to poke a hole in the sense that Durant might be the best player in the world, mm-hmm. what is it? I mean, what about his game could you say right now the biggest argument against Durant is the team that he's on and the players that he surrounds himself with but when the Warriors need that big shot he's the guy that delivers it's not Curry anymore Curry's not the alpha for that team he hasn't been for two to three years now it's Kevin Durant and other than the teammates he surrounds himself with there's a strong pretty much bulletproof case be made that Durant is the greatest player in basketball. Oh, right yeah, because it's like if you take Durant, say Durant does go to the Knicks, he's going to make the Knicks a mm-hmm. hundred times more relevant. Right. Whereas, like, say if Steph Curry would go to another team, like, he's not going to be, like, the guy. Mm-mm. Like, Kevin Durant makes teams better. He does. He does. And so, that was the thing with the Warriors. Yeah. yeah. That's what he did when he came over and he helped them to back-to-back championships after they gave LeBron his last most recent title back in 2016. Think LeBron is ever going to win another ring before he retires? <laughs> no. Not with LA, I'm guessing, no. but you think he ever goes elsewhere? Why? I mean, elsewhere, I'm no. Like I don't if he think really so. wants to win? Where is he going to go the Warriors? <laughs> it seems to be the he's trend. He's on the West Coast. Like, yeah. I don't know. I I think he's just mailing it in. Yeah. And it's like, no disrespect to LeBron, obviously, he's the reason, I mean, he like, not, I mean, he did change the game when he went to Miami and formed that big three, whatever, blah, 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 blah. But since, as long as he's still active, we're going to be turning on ESPN and all we're going to hear is LeBron James, Mm -hmm. LeBron James, LeBron James. But he is on, I mean, and he's on the Lakers, which is obviously a relevant franchise Mm -hmm. too. But it's like we, the NBA loves those large markets because you you don't hear about Giannis. You mm-hmm. don't hear about the Milwaukee Bucks. All it is is LeBron, LeBron this, LeBron that. Like, media reporters will do whatever it takes. Oh, LeBron's walking down the court. Let's post that video on Twitter. He didn't go for this rebound. Let's post that on Twitter. Oh, he's done. He's done. Did and you I'm see? just sick of it. A couple of nights ago when he lets the ball roll to the opposite three-point line, picks it up yeah. and shoots it, misses badly. Yeah. Do you think he cares anymore? Why should he? Well, I don't. I just don't think he does anymore. I mean, that's that's my biggest criticism with him right I now. I wonder, I really wonder how, like, Kyle Kuzma, I mean, obviously you're playing with one of the best NBA players of all time. Mm-hmm. 
But the Lakers weren't like this really until LeBron came. No, it wasn't this toxic. So I wonder like how they feel about all this. Mm-hmm. Especially when they know that they're the guys that are going to be on the trade block. Because I feel like, and LeBron's kind of like holding them back in a way. Yeah, I absolutely think so, yeah. Do you agree with me that he is a big reason why Kyrie's having attitude problems? Uh, I don't know. I think so. I think Kyrie always kind of has been like that. I don't know. I don't know. Because I see so many similarities between how those two are supposed to be leaders for their team and how they're not right now. Why do you think LeBron and Kyrie didn't really, like, get along supposedly because they both have attitude problems they did they did well i mean you're right they did uh have attitude problems and what have you and they did have beef with each other was what i was trying to say but they seem to have made up but i just feel like you are who you associate yourself with you become them Mm -hmm. i feel like that's what Kyrie's done with lebron and on that level i'm not happy with lebron (laughs) Uh, i mean Kyrie, i just I don't, I don't know. He's a strange character. Yeah, he is. He's, you know, and it's I have hard to read. I have a weird relationship with Kyrie. I just love him some days. Some days I want to burn his jersey. It's weird. Well, it's like you don't really hear much about him. Mm-hmm. Not as much as you probably yeah. should. I mean, when I think of the Boston Celtics, like I think of Jason Tatum. Do you really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Why is that? Because I think he's going to be one of the best players. Mm-hmm. I think he will, too. And I think he is one of their best players. It could be a mistake to let him go, even. Yeah. Well, maybe. Ah, oh, shoot, it's tough for me to pick between him and Anthony Davis, but there's something really special about Tatum, so I don't know. Anthony Davis might be the only player to be okay with them. I just can't up. really see Anthony Davis like in Boston. It's weird to think about, isn't it? He just doesn't seem like that. I mean, we talk about like Philly media and all that, but like Boston, like... Mm-hmm. That's not really, like, the nicest area no, either. I know. And, you know, <laughs> coming from New Orleans, those people probably don't really care about you oh, down no. there. <laughs> so, like, I just wonder how some of these athletes would handle, like, bigger media markets, you know? Compared to the Saints, the Pelicans oh, yeah. are cared about as much as the Rams are in Los Angeles. Yeah, really. They're just kind of there. <laughs> Rachel Zerby from ABC10 in the studio will take our first time out when we come back. The Antonio Brown saga may be coming to an end, at least on the Pittsburgh side of things. Trade is expected to be completed by the end of the week. Who's in the hunt for him? Tell you next in the Sports Pen on ESPN-UP. Check out the UP's live and local sports talk show, The Sports Pen. Weekday afternoons at 4 on ESPN-UP and on the ESPN-UP app. Welcome back to the Sports Pen on ESPN-UP. Danner Hoops, Rachel Zerby with you. The Antonio Brown saga, the trade saga part of it, may be coming to an end by Friday. Three teams have emerged as the front runner for the embattled, soon-to-be ex-Steelers wide receiver Oakland, Tennessee, and Washington. Right now are the three front runners. Denver has said they have no interest in him. San Francisco, as of now, has not reached out. Those two were kind of had a thing going on, for lack of a better word, earlier, maybe a couple of months ago. But now it looks like Washington, who has no quarterback to throw to him, Tennessee, who just lost their offensive coordinator, and Oakland, who may not have anybody left. They might have traded everybody away by the time Gruden gets his hands on him. That's literally what I was thinking. My initial reaction was the quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. The Redskins, they have no one. Mm Mm-hmm. Tennessee, what, Marcus? Mariota. And then... Derek Carr. 
the Oakland Raiders are just a dumpster fire. Derek Carr is not having the MVP type no, season. No, but he I feel like Derek Carr, I think, might need an Antonio Brown. Especially after he lost Amari Cooper. Yeah. But talent wise, I'd rather have Antonio Brown over Amari Cooper, would you? Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, I know he's a headache and whatnot to try to deal with, but. Antonio Brown over to Oakland would make a lot of sense, and that's why Gruden made moves that he did, like mm-hmm. getting rid of Cooper and getting rid of Khalil Mack is for chances like this to get these big-name players. I think, yeah, him to Oakland makes the most sense. Tennessee is just a little surprising to me because I just don't see him fitting in in that offense, and Mariota's a run-heavy quarterback. Yeah, that's random. Like, do we even know if Mariota has an arm, for one thing? Who's the last really good wide receiver the Titans have ever had? I can't even think of one. Dude, I couldn't even tell you like who's on the Tennessee Titans. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's the other thing is everyone pretty much knows Mariota, yeah. and that's it. Maybe Derrick Henry started making a name for himself after week 11 yeah. or so. But you have a defensive-minded head coach there, too, and Mike Vrabel. He just lost Matt LaFleur, who's taking the job with the Packers, who I thought should have been making a push for Antonio Brown. It doesn't look like they're going to do anything for him. No. I'm a little surprised yeah. by that. Maybe a little upset by that, to be honest with you. I'm not even a Packers fan. You want, I mean, yeah, Antonio Brown and Aaron Rodgers. Yes. Like. That would make a lot of sense. I think he'd love to play with Aaron Rodgers. I think that'd be the biggest uh, enticement, for lack of a better word, to try to get Antonio Brown to come up there. Is you get to play with Aaron Rodgers while he's still somewhat in his prime, while he's still got a few good years mm-hmm. left. I just can't really picture Antonio Brown actually in Green Bay, though. Yeah, it's another market where some guys just don't look like they'll fit in some markets. Him with his blonde mustache showing up to Lambeau on the first day. I'd kind of like to see him in a Packer uniform, to be honest with you, because I love watching Aaron Rodgers play, even if I'm not a Packer fan, and he's so much fun. When you get weapons around him, when you get him with a really good offensive mind, which I think he's going to get this year, I think Packer fans are going to be really pleased with Matt LaFleur as a head coach. I would love to see Antonio Brown come to Green Bay. The team I really thought would make a good fit for Antonio Brown was Indianapolis. I really thought he would look good with Andrew Luck. I thought they had a chance of getting Le'Veon Bell, and I think maybe they still do, but I thought there was a good chance Le'Veon and Antonio Brown could be Andrew Luck's teammates. That would Wouldn't that, that would be, be kind of yeah. fun? Yeah. <laughs> that would be interesting. I like Andrew Luck. You know, I'm okay with the Colts. I know Jim down the hall is a big Colts fan. <laughs> uh, he's never really told me the story why. Maybe he did and I forgot, but he's. Uh, I know he would be happy to have something like that happen, but just for the personalities and the locker room talk, that you would get from those teams. Could you imagine Andrew Luck and Antonio Brown as teammates? No. Sound bites would be fun. Yeah. Le'Veon Bell, too. I don't know. So then uh, we talked about Tennessee. We talked about Oakland. Washington. I can't Why? Really, That's I, so I know. Random. I can't picture him in Washington. Why would you want to go to Washington? I mean, I know he has no control over where he's traded, but... Why would you want to go play in Washington where your quarterbacks might be Josh Johnson? And those three teams in general are just like the three worst teams you could possibly like want. Not even like, does he want to go there? Are they giving him the most money? Like mm-hmm. what is, what? I just don't get it. Why Washington? Exactly. I mean, you don't know who your quarterback's going to be. I mean, are they going to bring back Colt McCoy who was, you know, okay. He was, he played like a backup. He was capable when he came out and, uh, played in place of Alex Smith, but then you're rotating between Mark Sanchez and Josh Johnson for the back end of the year, and 
fell out of playoff position, a division that looked all but locked up mm-hmm. for Washington. And now you're thinking about getting a top-tier wideout, maybe the best in the game, which is great, but you need a quarterback. Exactly. I don't, I don't get that. I, I don't get this, why they're doing that. Shouldn't the quarterback be your first priority? Mm-hmm. And it's even like, obviously, the red, like Nick Foles is going to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Mm-hmm. So there's no question. Like, I would rather go to Jacksonville yeah. if I were Antonio Brown. Because they need one of those top-tier wide receivers. They have Marquise Lee, but he's coming off injury. They haven't really had that since Blackman was there for like two minutes or whatever, how long his NFL career was. But... Isn't it interesting that two of the three teams that are in the final three, apparently, for Antonio Brown are coached by Gruden brothers? I wonder if they're going to fight over him a little <laughs> bit or how that's going in the Gruden house right now. That's kind, of, that's kind of funny. Trying to get information out of each other. If anything, I don't know. I didn't it, even think of that. Yeah. yeah. You have John and Jay and then Mike Vrabel that are all in somewhat of a bidding war. Denver was another team I thought would make a lot of sense for Antonio Brown. They just got a quarterback, a semi-capable quarterback. He has a Super Bowl ring, you know. He needs some weapons, though, downfield. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's got Emmanuel Sanders and uh, Cortland Sutton, who sometimes can bring it, depending on the Sunday, what have you. But Antonio Brown, I thought Denver would make a lot of sense. They have apparently pulled out in the bidding for him. And then Arizona was the other team that was linked to Antonio Brown, and apparently they pulled out of the bidding. That would have been fun to see in its own with Kyler Murray, Larry Fitzgerald, David Johnson, and Cliff Kingsbury all together in Arizona. kind of wish that would have happened. Yeah, that would have been fun. I feel like that's a little too good to be true. Yeah, it probably would. Can't give Kingsbury too many toys to play with this year. I just want to know, I've kind of always just been so concerned how teams really put how much consideration they do put into off the field like mm-hmm. antics and like Antonio Brown's stuff he's right. been doing because that should but at the same point all you need is two different teams to get in a bidding war with mm-hmm. each other because despite his antics he can help you win football games and you don't want to lose him so you'll start putting out more money when you see there's a better offer from somebody else all you need is two teams mm-hmm. to make somebody forget about your off the field antics and right now they've got three so yeah. Antonio Brown could be looking at a pretty lucrative contract by yeah, the end I of the Yeah I mean week. any team who gets him is going to be I mean not be great but like they'll be lucky to have him yeah, he'll help the team absolutely they just need a quarterback Speaking of quarterbacks, about every mock draft now is putting Kyler Murray at number one overall. Is that the right choice? Sure. Sure. Yeah. I mean, everyone's saying that he loved the Arizona Cardinals interview and that mm-hmm. they nailed it or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I guess go there. I would like to see him do it. I said from the beginning I would like to see him do it. I don't like Josh Rosen as a quarterback, to be honest with you. But what about this for an idea? What if... Pittsburgh did somehow get Arizona back in the running for Antonio Brown. And they traded Josh Rosen for Antonio Brown. They probably got a sweet in the pot with a pick or two, something like that. But you get a young quarterback for Ben Roethlisberger, maybe learn under him for a little bit, and you get rid of Antonio Brown. Doesn't cost you a thing if you're Pittsburgh. He's been such a headache. You send him off to Arizona. I would think that would make a lot of sense. But apparently Arizona's not in the, not in the running anymore. Yeah, I mean, to me, that makes sense. Yeah. It makes sense on both sides. But not to Kevin Colbert or Steve Keim or anyone who's making these decisions. Yeah. I don't know. It's just weird that the final three teams that are up for him 
are the final three teams. Like, it, I, I just don't see him in any of those uniforms. Me either. I was just expecting him to go somewhere bigger, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just noticed that hat you're wearing is a Phillies hat. It's yes. got a white logo, and it's, it's on a white, white hat. I know. It's kind of like a fresh. cream. It is pretty fresh. I just noticed that. It looks good. Yeah, thank you. I'm yes. just getting ready. This is the first time we've had you on since Bryce Harper yes. signed his deal, right? Yeah. How are you feeling about that? Oh, my, I can't believe it's real. <laughs> you have no idea when I... Okay, my phone was on Do Not Disturb, and I was driving. Mm-hmm. And I just, like, clicked on my phone, and I, like, had all these messages because I'm in a group text, and then the ESPN notification didn't even come through, but Ryan Steig tagged me on something on Twitter, and I opened it up. I literally almost crashed my car. I thought that was me. Well, Ryan did, and then you did. Uh, Okay. But Ryan beat you to it. Uh, Well, I was driving, too, when the news broke. I was on my way back to the office preparing for a quiet afternoon, just got my sandwich, (laughs) and then about an hour before I hit the air... I hear that Bryce mm-hmm. Harper's been picked up by the Phillies. Ruins my whole show prep. I had to shovel down my sandwich <laughs> in like two bites. Yeah, I, I was honestly shaking. I called Michael right away. I said, guess what? Like Bryce Harper is a Philadelphia Philly. I couldn't. I, I still can't believe it. Like did, seeing him in those pinstripes is just glorious. Did you see that the Angels reached out to MLB today? regarding that he was tampering with Trout. I love it. I love it. I don't care. <laughs> Homeboy, how much money did he get? $330 million. Find him all he wants. He can afford it. Mike Trout is coming to Philadelphia. I how love do they it. have that kind of money? He, I, we still, I don't, I don't know. I don't know all of that stuff, but supposedly Bryce literally said in his opening introduction or, he, or introductory press conference too, he was like, yeah, I'll only be making like $20 million a year or something, so we still have enough room to bring in someone who is, like, in California or whatever. And I'm like, don't get my hopes up. I'm trying not to think too into that. Does the size of the contract and the length of it scare you at all? Not really. Because he's locked in till he's 39. He doesn't have any incentive to keep, you know, balling out like he has been. No. Not worried? No. Okay, good. He good. wants to be in Philadelphia. Yeah, he Screw does. Screw everyone who said he didn't. He's going <laughs> to love it. He probably will, to be honest with you, because he's going to step into a really good team. That top four yeah. in their batting lineup, or at least projected, him, Reese Hoskins, and guys like that, it's going to look pretty good. And then they've got some pretty capable guys, five through nine. Yeah. Plus I'm Aaron Nola. Yeah. I like Aaron Nola. I love Aaron Nola. I watched him play at LSU, and I've liked him ever since. Yeah. I've, I got to see a lot of him when he played in Reading. Oh, yeah. Yeah, actually, at yeah, my internship, I held a microphone while the sports guy interviewed him. So <laughs> you could say we're kind of friends, I guess. Yeah, you best friends with Aaron Nola. <laughs> Rachel Zerby once again is in the studio with us. We owe you our next time out as we are just past the bottom of the hour. When we come back, Northern Michigan basketball teams both advance with wins in the GLIAC quarterfinals last night. We're going to break it down for you next. Check out the UP's live and local sports talk show, The Sports Pen. Weekday afternoons at 4 on ESPN-UP and on the ESPN-UP app. Sports Pen on ESPN-UP. Tanner Hoops, Rachel Zerby with you. Here is your Sports Center update. The MLB is nearing a deal with the Players Union to expand a team's roster size from 25 to 26 and reduce the September call-up roster size from 40 to 28. If the agreement is approved and expected that it will be, the roster rule changes will take effect in time for the 2020 season. Last night, Matt Cullen of the Pittsburgh Penguins became just the second American-born NHLer to appear in 1,500 career games. Only Chris Chelios has appeared in more. And finally... 
Backlash from a Hawaii legislator has led to the University of South Dakota changing the name of one of their most popular student-sanctioned campus holidays. The school has now renamed Hawaii Day to Beach Day after Hawaii State Representative Bob McDermott told the Valente newspaper in Vermilion, South Dakota that wearing a lei is a sign of celebration and Hawaii's happy to share the custom. But the holiday that was celebrated at USD was culturally insensitive and, quote, somebody in South Dakota has their head stuck in a snowbank. What a snowflake. What? <laughs> okay. He's upset about, yeah, about Hawaii Day, celebrating Vermilion, South Dakota. I mean, come on, let them wear a lay. Yeah. They're buried under like 60 Literally. feet of snow out there. Let them pretend that they're on an island. There's another school close to where I grew up, a Division II school in southwest Minnesota, that celebrates Hawaii Day. That's a huge deal. That's actually regionally known in the Midwest. They go all out for it. It's a whole weekend beyond the basketball game. It's pretty fun up there. Um, never been a part of that. One of my closest friends has, and uh, they have fun yeah, up there. I'm but sure. I wonder how much longer they're going to be able to do that before someone says it's culturally yeah. insensitive. Either or, this is the sports pen, and it is Wednesday, uh, day after the first round of the GLIAC tournament. Last night, Northern Michigan team sweep Ferris State, the women at home, men on the road. Really nice wins for both of them. The women struggled a little bit with Ferris earlier in the year, went to double overtime, had to do something they haven't done a lot this year, and that's rely on their offense during that mm-hmm. game anyway. And last night, they come away with a 65-51 win in the first round. You were at the game, saw it firsthand. Yeah, I mean, the score doesn't really show how close of a game. I mean, they grinded out that third quarter. They were down by double digits mm-hmm. and just slowly play by play chipped away the lead. I mean, Fair State, they obviously started missing baskets, so that helps them. But yeah, they, Jessica Schultz, I mean, she stepped up because Taylor Hodel didn't play. Mm-hmm. Lexi Smith is hurt. So Jess and Aaron Honkala really stepped up down low. So I don't have whatever that run was in front of me from the time they were down double digits to whatever uh, they were at when the game ended. But what they do, what they adjust, like how they just start getting back. Did they tweak something defensively? Well, turnover, I think Ferris State had like 17 points off of turnovers. Mm. So they stopped turning the ball over. That helps. <laughs> and then, yeah, I like you said, Ferris State, they just – couldn't buy a basket. Darby tied it up right at the buzzer at the end of the third quarter. And then heading into the fourth is when I think NMU went on maybe a, a 10-0 run mm. where they held Fair State scoreless for a long time. And they just fed Jessica Schultz down low and she dominated the paint and they got the win. Well, looking ahead to the second round to the final four of the GLIAC, they have Grand Valley State. Am I right? Yes, Grand Valley correct. State, so they got to go there and play really good Grand Valley team. Tell me about them. You've seen them a couple of times, haven't you? Yeah, I mean, NMU handed Grand Valley their lone loss mm-hmm. of the season. I mean, they had them, um, the game was a couple weeks ago, they had them right from the opening tip. Mm-hmm. They didn't let Grand Valley in it. And Troy always says they match up very well with the Lakers, so... It's going to be another dogfight, but Grand Valley, they're the one seed. They're seventh overall. It's at their place, so it's going to be a tough one. And Troy says NMU, they're battling injuries and sicknesses right now. So luckily that game's not until Saturday, so they do have some time to heal. But it should be a good one. Did Troy 
crack a smile as his team started getting back into it, maybe in the post game. Yeah. He's kind of yeah. a stoic guy, so it's good to get a smile <laughs> yeah. out of him every once he in a was, while. He was happy. Well, I'm glad to hear it. A happy Troy Matson is what we like to hear. His team uh, has played really well defensively against Grand Valley. Even the game they lost to them, 50-37. to 37. I think Grand Valley mm-hmm. was ranked 11th at the time when they played them last month. And uh, they held them to 50 points. Yeah, I mean, I'm, but 37 well, is not Yeah, yeah when you done. score 37 points, you're not going to win a basketball game. But if you hold so, a team like yeah. that to 50 at their place, uh-huh. I mean, you're giving yourself a shot. Yeah, absolutely. So that, that's what they need to do coming up in the uh, uh, GLIAC mm-hmm. semifinals. Men... Take down the defending Division II national champions. There will be a new champion in D2 this year. There might have been anyway because Ferris was the four seed in the GLIAC this year. But they fall at the hands of Northern Michigan last night in the quarterfinals. That game was in Big Rapids, by the way. An 89-73 win over Ferris. A team they played really well twice but came up short Mm -hmm. both times in the regular season. And then they go down there to their place. They win by double digits. That's impressive. Yeah, that that's a huge win. A uh, good win. Well, and they they had everybody contributing. I had Ryan Stieg here yesterday. Was making a rare Tuesday appearance, <laughs> and he talked about how important it is for the guys beyond Isaiah, mm-hmm. beyond Naba, to be able to get in and get their points. Like Troy Summers, uh, he would need to step up and have a big game. He did. Miles Howard needs to be more than just a defensive guy, and he was. And obviously, Naba and Isaiah are going to get theirs, and they did last night. But you get everybody mm-hmm. clicking on all cylinders like they had and shows what they're really capable of. And it stinks because we're getting to the end of the season because, I mean, obviously I didn't see last night's game, but I was listening to it mm-hmm. and just reading the box score. NMU could have been a really dangerous team this season. Yeah. Yeah, you feel like there's been a lot they of missed had opportunities. Some slip-ups and... I think there were games where they did rely on Isaiah and yeah. Naba too much, where two people can only do so much. Mm-hmm. But if you get all five guys playing, NMU is they're dangerous. They are seventeen and eleven as it stands right now. They get set for the semifinals on Saturday. They visit Davenport. It's going to be another That's, toughie. Yeah, they played them real close. They did, and they're I think Davenport's nationally ranked too. Yeah. So, going to be a couple toughies on Saturday for both Northern teams, but they were last night, but they both did it. Yeah, if NMU, the men, play like they did last night, they should give Davenport a run for their money. I mean, they're kind of like the Celtics in a way. They've got all the talent Uh there, and the record probably isn't what they expected it to be this year, but they're a team that can... Get it going any given night. The Celtics did it to the Warriors last <laughs> night, and Northern did it to Ferris yeah. State. I mean, if they get hot, it's going to be really tough mm-hmm. to slow them down. Yeah, hopefully that momentum just carries over. You like to see it, especially with the hockey postseason getting started this weekend, too. I can't wait for the WCHA tournament. That's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, just going off of last year, there was a blast. I don't even care. It, if I have to work on Sundays, if the games go to three <laughs> games, but those, I mean, it's, anything involving the playoffs is fun. But especially now, NMU, they're catching fire. Troy Loggins is unstoppable. Yep. Latte is a brick wall. Mm-hmm. So that should be fun. Troy just got named first star in the NCAA Players of the Week list that came out yesterday. Scored five goals over the weekend against Tech. And he's going to face the third star this weekend and Anton Martinson, mm-hmm. the goalie. For Alaska, and again, I was talking with Ryan yesterday about this, that two Alaska teams may not even take the ice next year and may not ever again. The new governor's budget is uh, 
leaving the door open that those two programs could be written off. Kind of sad to see. That's awful. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's tough. I mean, any time sports programs get cut, it's mm-hmm. just, why? You went through that a few years ago at Temple. Didn't they cut baseball a few years yeah, ago? Yeah, they cut a lot. It was a lot of men's. I think they cut baseball and softball, mm. some track, and mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, you hate to see something like that. It's like growing up in Iowa. I couldn't believe Iowa State didn't have a baseball team. I'm like, you're this big of a school mm-hmm. and you don't even have a baseball team? Wisconsin doesn't either, now that you think about it. I mean, it's not one of those schools you think about for baseball uh-huh. because they don't have yeah. a program, but it's just weird to think about in that sense. But back to hockey. <laughs> they get Alaska this weekend. Alaska's going to come to town. They have the long trip. Uh, you talked about working possibly on a Sunday if they have to go to a winner-take-all game three. did that last year when Huntsville was here because – they're a gritty, feisty group, kind of like what we're going to see this weekend. Yeah. Huntsville, I I mean, they were kind of saying that they're lucky that they aren't even seeing Huntsville just because they are. Mm-hmm. So they'll, like, skate you off the rink. But I don't know, Alaska, they got to make that long trip, and I feel like that's always a factor. Into I don't want to digress back to the uh, Alaska programs being in jeopardy, but if that were to happen... It's a good chance that Arizona State could be absorbed into the conference, and they're a team that plays hard-nosed, gritty hockey. Oh, well, so. yeah. Did you see that guy? Yes. Who absolutely destroyed that dude from Minnesota? Thing is, I'm Facebook friends with both of them. What? <laughs> That's the thing, yeah. I uh, covered them in uh, Sioux City okay. for three years. I was with the uh, Musketeers in Sioux City, Iowa, the United States Hockey League, and they were both teammates in 2017 when we went to the Clark Cup Finals. And you know, the guy who did it or was uh, penalized for the hit was actually our captain. Yikes. And, yeah, that was... Uh, he rocked <laughs> wow. that guy. Rocked his world. Yeah. yeah. He's, uh, he's a competitor when he gets, gets the helmet on. He is so... I don't even want to say stoic, but he is uh, fierce when he puts the helmet on. Very nice guy when you take it. Takes the helmet <laughs> off. He's from somewhere in Missouri, and he came up to Iowa for junior hockey. Now he's in Arizona for... Uh, college hockey, and it's weird to think that now Arizona State will make the NCAA tournament, Minnesota, Boston College, Notre Dame will not. It's just weird that Arizona <laughs> State honestly has a hockey team. I know. I never under- really understand like the Southern teams and mm-hmm. hockey. Yeah, like once in a while you get a few of them to pop up, like Huntsville. I don't know who really had the That's idea random. to do that. I heard a few years ago Arkansas might be making a push for it. I don't think that's really gotten the momentum they were hoping for, but Arkansas is a team that might have a shot. Uh, University of Illinois is probably the top club team. If there was to be another Division One team added, they would be pretty much expected as the next one. Interesting. And then Oakland down in Detroit is the next school that they would think could be added. To all of college hockey or yeah. just WCHA? No, to Division One. Well, they would be a logical fit for the yeah, WCHA. Yeah, I mean, if we lose both Alaska teams, we're mm-hmm. going to need to do something. At Arizona State and Oakland, because the Big Ten's going to absorb Illinois. Yeah. could be kind of fun to see what the landscape will be. And the NCAA would like to get 60 teams again for college hockey. They'd like to keep it at 60, I would think. 58's a weird sense. number. Yeah, I was going to say, 60 sound, makes sense. <laughs> Rachel Zerby's in the studio with us. We owe you our last time out. We'll finish this thing off next. You're listening to Sports Pen on ESPN-UP. Check out the UP's live and local sports talk show, The Sports Pen. Weekday afternoons at 4 on ESPN-UP and on the ESPN-UP app. 
Sports Pen on ESPN-UP, Danner Hoops, Rachel Zerby with you. Thanks for being with us as we wind you down to the 5 o'clock hour. We've got some good ones to go watch tonight regarding high school hoops. We've got Westwood here on ESPN-UP. Westwood welcoming Bark River Harris, 20-1 against 16-3, battling for the district semifinals. We'll have it for you tonight, 645 pregame, 7 o'clock tip right here on ESPN-UP, online with our website and with our free mobile app. Rachel's going to be at Ishpeming and Gwynn, which should be a pretty fun game in its own right, as the winners of those two games will play for a district title on Friday. And I'm still confused on this non-traditional bracket. I know It's not the seeding. <laughs> oh I'm not gosh. getting into the seeding. We could, though. But I'm still trying to figure out who gets to host all these games. I think... I d- Sorry, I don't understand <laughs> no, that's it That's all right. I, I think from how I understand it is that the winner of Ishpeming-Gwyn will host on Friday. I think, but I need to double-check that. I think so, too, because Gwyn is like the host right. of the district. But I just don't understand, because sometimes they'll be like, oh, District 66 at Gwyn, but then it's like non-traditional. Like, this was what I struggled with last year, because mm-hmm. I was like, oh, it, they, it says it's at so-and-so, like hosted by... Mm-hmm. A team, but then it's like at a team who's in the playoffs. I don't know. I just come from an area where if you're in the playoffs, you never are playing at your right. You don't have home court advantage, right? Like you're playing at a neutral site. Mm-hmm. You think it would make everyone's lives easier if they had all the games at like one site? I would like think if so. it was hosted by Gwen. Okay, you have a game at six o'clock. You have a game at eight o'clock, and then those two winners meet on Friday at Gwen. Right. If you host, I, guess, like, I mean, maybe give a higher seed the first round to host that would probably be about the only only permissible reason for home court advantage at all in the playoffs i just don't understand but like district titles regional titles i mean those got to be all played at neutral sites yeah at least i, I would think i don't know that's my humble opinion the district thing that you brought up too that's confusing in itself because they go all the way up to like 100 for district tournaments up here ridiculous like i don't i don't understand because it's like oh you play like three games some you sometimes you only have to win two games near district champs mm-hmm. where it's like i feel like in a way district champs obviously it's a great accomplishment but it's like you're going up against four other te- five other teams mm-hmm. you know like and i don't want to downplay it but there's so many districts like right. it's like you're just handing out trophies left and right well and just for our benefit as media can they just like start over for every class like uh d- class three district one Class 4, District 1, can they just do that instead of going like, this is District 66, like what Westwood is in or whatever? It's just, that's 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 the part that was tough trying to get used to up here. Yeah, there's just a lot, a lot, a lot of districts. And <laughs> it's I, confusing. I just don't get it. And then they do the same thing with regionals. We'll yeah. have to worry about on the girls' side next week. Boys are doing it right now. I just don't understand why you can't like combine some districts. Mm-hmm. You know? And why you can't see the tournament. Yeah, that's... Oh, don't get me started. <laughs> I, I, I don't understand it. I all. know. I think it's the most ridiculous thing ever, and I think a lot of teams get cheated out of what could be yeah. a, like, a good run. Like, I'm not taking anything away from Westwood's win over Nagani, but Nagani's good enough. They shouldn't have to go home in the first round. Yeah, I'm sorry. There's no reason why Nagani shouldn't be playing no. tonight mm-hmm. with some of the teams that are playing right. tonight. Covering Westwood, though, I do feel a lot better that Nagani's out of the picture already. Yeah. Though there's still pretty tough teams left in this district. You mm-hmm. got Bark River tonight that's won 16 out of their 19, and then Ishpeming has played Westwood tough twice, and Gwynn, another team that I don't know Westwood's really seen at full strength totally. Mm-hmm. 
And, you know, they've got the talent there. I don't think a lot of teams have really seen Gwen at full strength. Oh, that's so one. Uh, that's one team we were kind of talking off the air that if they put it all together, mm-hmm. they, they could upset Westwood. That's kind of the thing with both Gwen teams this year, boys and yeah. girls. Neither of them are really healthy, and both of them are better mm-hmm. than their record. Yeah. Like, if Gwen's hot from three-point line, it's game over. Mm-hmm. You get Mallory Delmonco and Brooke Manor. Like, they got good pieces, but I don't know. Is that what you're expecting to see tonight? Yeah. A shooting I, gallery? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> kind of fun. I like yeah. those games. Those are the kind of fun and games. it's fun when they make them. Right? Well, yeah. When you... <laughs> Rachel Zerby once again from ABC10 in the studio with us as we get set to finish things off in the sports pen. I want to piggyback off something they talked about on the Lebitard show this morning. Who is the most shocking professional that goes by a nickname? And they brought up Bob Costas. Like, he's the epitome of the consummate professional. He's a generational talent. He's one of the best to ever do what we do. Doesn't it seem like he's the kind of guy that would prefer Robert instead of Bob? Oh, I thought you were, like, meaning that Bob Costas wasn't his name at all. No, 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 no. So he just goes by Bob instead of Robert? Yeah, doesn't he seem like the guy that would go by Robert instead of Bob? His middle name is Quinlan, by the way. So you can do, like, R.Q. Costas, (laughs) Bobby Q. I don't know. Maybe Robert is just too long. Maybe. He just wanted a shorter on-air name. It sounds better, Bob Costas. Oh, yeah. But... It just probably because we're so used to it, right? And that's the thing is like he's so professional. He's the consummate professional. Yeah. And his name is Bob. You know, that's (laughs) they were talking about that today on Levitar, and I can't get it out of my head. And it's like, who is the most surprising uh, professional? Doesn't even have to be a media person that you know uh, that goes by a nickname. And Al Michaels came to mind. I don't know if his full name is like Albert or Algernon Michaels. Al Michaels, I think, sounds better. But who's a professional of whatever they do that it's weird to think they go by a nick? Like, obviously, if we were saying President Don Trump, that would sound wrong. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, Mike Pence, doesn't he look like the kind of guy that would say, I prefer Michael? Michael, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, he just seems like that kind of guy. I'm not sure who. I'm trying to think of somebody like named Bill. Is there somebody that's, like, a like famous know. named Bill? Not like a movie star, but like a professional suit and tie kind of guy. Bill Walton. Bill Walton. No, no. He's a Bill. <laughs> He's a Bill. Dave Pash, I guess. That, that one's not as big of a deal. I don't know. Can you think of anybody off the top of the head? What about a no, Joe? really. Is there anybody like a Joe? Uh, Joe Davis from the Dodgers? I don't know. Vince Scully? Is he a Vincent? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I can't think of anybody else off the top of my head, but... Bob Costas is probably the the king of professionals who is known by a nickname and it works for him. I don't know. It it sounds weird the other way. (laughs) Robert. Robert Costas. Robert Quinlan Costas. Sounds like a whole different person. (laughs) I tell you what, before we sign things off, Pistons are at home tonight. They are taking on the Timberwolves. And the Pistons are one of the hottest teams in the NBA. They make a few moves. They finally realize Dwayne Casey is a great system. They should buy into it. And now they're in the playoff picture as the sixth seed. Here's my hot take that we can go back. Here's my hot take of this segment. I did one earlier with Gordon Hayward. But of this segment, if these standings hold in the Eastern Conference and Detroit is the sixth seed in the Eastern Conference playoffs, I'm predicting they're going to upset the Pacers in the first round. I would have, yeah, I agree with that. The Pacers have no business. 
No, Pacers, they don't have Vic. They're done. Yeah, they're I don't know why they're still hanging around. And when they go to the playoffs, I think they're going to get exposed for who they really are. Oh, yeah. So I can see Detroit, if the standings shake out this way, Detroit beating Indiana in the first round of the Eastern Conference quarterfinals. Pistons are actually starting to become a fun team to watch, and their fans, it looked like we're starting to give up on the season for a little bit, and now here they are, top six in the East. Well, I mean, it's about time. What took yeah. so long? Well, they had a few pieces that needed to be moved, maybe a few to get added. I really like them adding Don Maker. Brings so much energy. Who's the fifth seed in the East? Boston. Oh, so the Sixers are four. Mm-hmm. Indiana Pacers are three. And then you got Milwaukee and Toronto battling at the top. I think Brooklyn is seventh. Okay. Well, the Pistons aren't going to get any higher than a six seed. No, no. The top five probably is going to stay pretty much as it is. The top seed might flip between Milwaukee or Toronto. I think the eight seed might be Charlotte or someone like that. I think that, I don't know. Wait, so we could potentially get Sixers Pistons? Well, they they have to get by the Celtics. Wait. So the sixth seed would play the three, the three. which if Philly can pass Indiana here yeah. in the final stretch, then you would get we Sixers Pistons. Oh, give me Sixers Pistons, please. Well, you're so leaving at the right time. The I... Blow them out of the water. <laughs> you're leaving Michigan oh at the gosh. right time if that's going to be the case. Good. You think there's probably any other Philadelphia off. sports fans up here? Nah, probably not. Have you I ever think met they all anyone? hate us. No, they probably do. No. Everyone who's not a Philly fan kind of hates it. you. And I kind of see some people on Twitter, they're like, when the whole Bryce Harper thing and, like, Manny Machado, they're like, oh, well, Manny Machado won this. He gets to live in San Diego. Okay, if I got the choice of $330 million and to live in Philadelphia, I'd take it any day over San Diego. The big thing is between those uh, two signings is the merchandise aspect. Bryce Harper's going to do so much better with merchandise than Manny Machado will. He already beat LeBron James when he went to the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Like, Bryce Harper is the number one selling jersey ever basically right now he's the biggest star in baseball he may not be the best player yeah he's up there but i think there's a difference between best player and biggest star Mm -hmm. like who's your celebrity of that league and right now bryce harper has taken it by storm in major league baseball Yeah, and i'm sorry these tiger fans zip your mouth you have no room to talk you're a detroit tigers fan see you on broad street when we're celebrating our third straight world series come again how about NLCS, Brewers and Phillies this year. How about it? I'm here for it. All right. You'd have to come back for it. Mm. Wherever you're going to be by, mm. when do they play that? September? No, it'll be like October. October. Yeah. October's playoff baseball. Rachel Zerby once again <laughs> from ABC10 here. Appreciate you as always. We're yeah, winding no down our shows with you. I know. But, uh, I, next week is my last next one. Next week is your last one. Now we're, well, we're sending you to Will Kane on a sad note. Thanks for tuning in to the Sports Pen. I'm Tanner Hoops. You're listening to ESPN UP WZAM, Ishpeming Marquette.